Hello, and welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. I'm Emily Thompson. And I'm Kathleen Shannon. Today, we're talking all about comparison and envy, which I'm actually really excited to have this conversation. It's not something that any of us are exempt from. As always, you can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. All right, you guys have heard me talk about making $100 today. I think it's a great way to tap into the energy of making money. But guess what? One of those ways that you can make $100 today is to wrap up your projects and send out some invoices. FreshBooks Cloud Accounting has created a super intuitive tool that makes creating and sending invoices ridiculously easy. You can use FreshBooks to create and send invoices in about 30 seconds. There's no formatting, there's no formulas, it's just really simple, clean, and professional looking invoices. But you can also add your own logo and color scheme so that your invoice reflects your brand. It's super professional. Also, there's no guessing game. You can see when your clients have opened an invoice and FreshBooks makes it super easy for them to pay you right there. So get paid faster by using FreshBooks Cloud Accounting and you can try it for free for 30 days unrestricted free trial just for you guys. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash being boss and enter being boss in the how did you hear about us section. All right, enough with that. Let's start talking about comparison and envy. Ooh, this is going to be fun. So we got a question. I actually got a question, a direct message from one of our clubhouse members And I'm going to go ahead and read this. We might not answer her question specifically to begin with, but just to kind of spark off, here's what started this conversation for us behind the scenes. All right, so here's the direct message I received. Hi, Kathleen. Thanks for all the wonderful content you put out, especially your periscopes. Oh, I get really real on my periscopes. (laughs) I was wondering if at some point you can address the issue of handling comparison and envy. I seem to really be struggling with this. Um, especially recently. There is one girl in my neighborhood who seems to have it all. Great job, works on Google, great social life, etc. My goal is not to get into Google or work for Google, but this envy thing gets on gets on to me at times. Do you have any recommendations on how to handle this? Please, please advise. Another person in the Facebook group was recently talking about being jealous of someone who is younger, achieving so much success so soon, and feeling like they're too old or behind the game. And so all these conversations about comparison and envy have been happening. And so I thought it would make a great secret episode topic. Yeah, let's not do this one publicly. Right. Um, (laughs) So I want to know when it is that you fall into the comparison trap. Because you're all like, badass boss bitch with your crazy awesome hair and your coolness. But... We all do experience it. So when do you, when does it get you, Kathleen? Mm, probably, I mean, you know, it's so cliche and I feel like I should, like, I know that it's happening when it's happening and that I should be exempt from it um, because I do kind of feel like a little bit of a badass or like I'm above the envy feelings. But probably, again, 
And this is for most people whenever I'm comparing my daily grind or my struggle to someone else's highlight reel. So I'm not anti-social media at all, at all, at all. And I recognize that people are curating the best parts of themselves, but I do spend quite a bit of time on social media. So it's easy to feel like everyone else is just living the dream. And meanwhile, I'm fighting with my baby for an hour to get him to go to sleep or, you know, like <laughs> like just the the daily grind yeah. or feeling like um, I'm looking at I, one of my favorite Instagram feeds that I follow is the Jungalo or even Atlantis Home. I don't know if you follow her at all. She's mm-hmm. the mom of Jane Aldridge, who is Sea of Shoes who I've been following since she was probably like blogging at the age of 13. I was following her and Tavi Jevonson. So that's style rookie. So talk about feeling like you're too old. Like I'm following these teenagers who have reached massive (laughs) amounts of success and are incredibly stylish and have millions of dollars and deals with Vogue. Um, so anyway, I follow them and their houses are so beautiful, but it's all from thrift stores finds. So it's totally doable. And I'm like, oh, I look around at my house and I'm like, I've got, you know, my cat is shitting on my bed while I'm on vacation or you, know, just... <laughs> you look around at real life. <laughs> I fall into the comparison trap um, too with other creative entrepreneurs who I feel like are just crushing it and are always launching something or launching the same thing over and over again and have seemed to have found the formula for success. Anyway, how about you? Launching, launching is probably one of my biggest ones, and especially as like I feel like we're gearing up for a couple of launch, or we just did our podcast like a boss launch, which did really well. Um, and then I want to launch my like indie shopography thing soon, and with just some things we have up our sleeves for being boss. Like for me, I'm doing lots of launch research, so whenever I see people who are like, you know, my first launch I made forty thousand dollars, and by my fourth launch I was making two point three million, I'm like, oh my god, I hate your guts, but I want to be you and tell me how you did it. So, um, so that for me is probably one of the like I've been in this game for, or I've been like in the online business realm for six years, and I feel like. Um, so much of that was spent like with my head down, like hustling out client work. And it makes me really mad to think about where I could be if I hadn't been so client focused for so long, because I don't know, just all that's where I fall into the comparison trap really hardcore. Um, and you know, what's so funny is like, were you ever jealous of people who had a bunch of clients, like who had a filled roster and a wait list. I mean, because think about us five years ago. I just was jealous of anyone who seemed to always have clients. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. My my jealousy shifts from season to season, (laughs) depending on what what stage in life I'm in. Um, But probably another one of mine is, again, Instagram focused. And this is one of those things, too, where sometimes I'll go my Instagram feed. I'm like, damn, my life is pretty. And then I look around and I think, you know what? My life is really pretty. Like, of course, I'm not showing you the pile of stuff that's in my hallway that David will not donate. (laughs) That's a sticky conversation, but um, but my life is like pretty generally pretty. But what gets me is travel. 
So I love, love travel a ton. Um, and so whenever I'm watching people's Instagram feeds and they're always in these beautiful exotic locations while I'm sitting, you know, in my studio hustling out something else, like that's where I sort of get pretty envious is like I should be on a beach right now or I want to be walking around some like ancient city or um, or eating in a cute pub and having some, you know, locally, I don't know made wine or whatever it may be. So uh, travel is probably like people who have these glorious travel lives. And it's funny is I do have a glorious travel life. Like I'm always, I feel like I'm always going somewhere and I try to Instagram and make it beautiful too. Um, so I have it, but sometimes I'm not where I want to be in that moment and that's where it hurts, <laughs> but I get over it. I think that that word should is a good like indicator that you are in the comparison trap. Right. So sometimes I feel perfectly fine about my life and my business. And I I do like it's great until I see someone else doing something that I should be doing. (laughs) Agreed. That's a nasty little word. And I mean, right. Like what you should be doing is what you're doing now to like live your version of your life, not someone else's version of their life. Um, But it's we're human. I mean, like, I think for me, at least a little bit, like the envy that I feel is what I use as fuel to like make me hustle it out. Like whenever I see someone on a beautiful vacation, I think, well, damn, it's time for me to book that vacation too. So, um, so I think that's, I think that's where we begin talking about like how you can flip this, how you can, how you can take, you know, envy or jealousy or like the comparison trap. And instead of using it as something to damper your like passion to move forward, use it as fuel to do what you need to do to get there too. And I think that's whenever envy can be really healthy is whenever you flip it into kind of, um, uh, let's say you're jealous of a specific person rather than being jealous of them or mad at them or annoyed by them instead become friends with them and figure out what it is that they're doing or look to yourself and say okay what is it about what they have that I want and how can I get there too and really more than anything what they become is someone who shows you that it can be done yeah, absolutely. I, I love that mindset around comparison and envy so much more. Like I can think of a couple of I can think of one person in particular. Name contacts. Do, no, do I need to? <laughs> no. Actually, I, I can't I don't know how to pronounce her last name. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't name names. Okay. Um so no, this this girl contacted me a few years ago. She was a designer. Uh, wanted to be a web designer, had been following me for a while, totally loved what I was doing. And like, maybe a little like envious comparison-ness going on there. But um, instead, she contacted me and wanted to like chat with me and pick my brain. And she sent me a cute little gift and asked me at one point uh, if I'd be interested in like a mentorship. She later joined a mastermind group that I like that I was running. So complete opposite. Like instead of sitting in her little corner wishing she was me, like trying to do like recreate what I was doing, she invested in creating a relationship with me where I intentionally taught her some really big things that got me where I was and totally helped her be successful too. And I think that obviously that mindset is way more constructive than uh, than the opposite. So I think that 
think that flipping it, making friends with the people that you're jealous of, um, does really great things for humanizing, but also putting you in a position where you can use those feelings to be healthy for your ongoing success rather than detrimental. Amen. And I th- I feel like I've talked about this before, specifically, uh, I will name names. So I've mentioned this before that I was incredibly jealous of Promise Tangemin. Have I ever? Mm-hmm. I've told you this story, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I've told our listeners this story, but I will share it again. So I was really jealous of this gal named Promise. I met her the first year. The first time I ever saw her was actually at Alt Summit. And I went to Ultimate. I think her hair may be your hair's arch nemesis. I think that's what it was. <laughs> is that like I felt so cool. My hair was huge and I had leather leggings and cool boots. And then I show up at Alt Summit and Promise Tangeman is like a supermodel who's incredibly talented. And she has even bigger hair and even cooler leggings and even better boots. You know, that sort of thing. I was like, what? <laughs> I was feeling pretty damn awesome. Just a brunette version of you. And instantly, yeah, and then instantly I I felt like a sense of animosity or, you know, I, I felt mad about it. And so it's kind of that like women being pitted up against other women. And I was, again, I was young too, I should mention. I was maybe 24, 23 or 24. I think I was still even working at the advertising agency. I hadn't quite gone freelance yet. And so the next year, and this is whenever I first started working with Jay Pryor, and uh, I bet that I bet that uh, it was right whenever I went freelance, I was going back to Alt Summit, and I remember telling him, I was like, man, I'm just so jealous of this girl. And he was like, Kathleen, you need to just walk into the room. And this is whenever he taught me about turning on the taxi light. He goes, pretend like you have a taxi light on your head and you are switching it on and just radiating your own light out into that entire room. And so I did that. And lo and behold, Promise comes up to me and is like, hey, Kathleen, I didn't even know that she knew my name. And I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. So then instantly <laughs> there was like more of a human connection. And then later that year, she invited me out to come out to Designer Vacay, which is out at Palm Springs. And we became friends. And so that's my biggest way of dealing with jealous and envy is humanizing the person on the other side of all the success, right? And on the other side of all the beauty or fame or whatever it is that I'm jealous of. Um so that, that's been huge for me. And even whenever I can't quite humanize someone, like let's say I'm jealous of Marie Forleo. She's someone who's incredibly successful and just seems to be rocking it out. And I really admire her. And then I, whenever I start to humanize her and imagine like what struggles she deals with, man, like there's there's no more jealousy because you can tell that she's working just as hard for what she's got. and And she's probably jealous too. Like even Beyonce probably deals with the comparison trap and envy. That's oh, yeah. All, I mean, that's all I've got there. <laughs> right. Well, and sometimes like I, you have to think backwards too. like, I don't know, at some point, what at what point do you look back and wish that you were a couple steps behind yourself even? Like, I feel like sometimes we can get into this comparison trap where like we just want to go further and further and further, but not being mindful of where to, where it is that we want to be. And then you find yourself further along than you actually want to be, like deeper in work, like working more hours than you want to be, trying to reach someone else's dream. And you sort of forgot what yours was and left it behind. And I think that, I think that's a, that's a really important thing that I try to keep in mind mind a lot is 
you know, what do I want? Like, of course, everyone else's lives look super amazing. Um, but my life can look its own kind of amazing. And it's not the same thing as everyone else's amazing. Like whenever for the travel, for example, like I have plenty of travel on my calendar. Um, so whenever I'm looking at someone who's, you know, vacationing in Tulum at the moment, like one, screw you. (laughs) I want to be in Tulum. But on the other hand, I could be. It's just I also like to have a good amount of home time in my life. Like if I were traveling consistently, that's not really my version of happy. So um, so I think that keeping in mind what your version of your happiness is, is a really important tactic for keeping comparison and envy at bay. Right. So like to our clubhouse member who sent me that direct message. I think that the thing is, is really knowing exactly what it is that you want and standing sacred, you know, standing in that sacred ground rather than looking to outside of you for what you want. And trust me, like I am dealing with this myself all the time. Um, so I'm constantly writing lists. Like, let's get really tactical, tactical, sorry, tactical. That is not a word. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get super tactical and actionable here. And what I will often do is pretend like if I'm on a desert island, what does success look like to me? Um, What is it that I actually want? And whenever I can take myself outside of anyone else's dream, I'm able to see like, okay, what is it about this girl that works at Google that I want about her life? Or maybe it's just that it's like all of her friends and her social life. Okay, what do I need to do to make more friends or to have a social life like hers, right? And so I'll just write down what it is. And instead of thinking about what it is I envy about someone, it might be what it is I admire about someone and how can I get there as well. Um, I have a quick story about like one time the the comparison trap showed up for me and it was quite the learning lesson. So I was working with a business coach and her name was Viviana. And Viviana was asking me and my sister about what our goals were. And so we were sharing very specific financial numbers. And I remember asking her, is that enough? Is that what other people are asking for? Is that more? Is that less? Like I was obsessed with how my goals for how much money I wanted to be making stood up next to someone else's. And I could not let it go. And I remember she even said, it doesn't matter what anyone else is making. It's about what you want to be making. And it's about what how you define success. And I was like, no, but I need to know, like, is this good or is this bad? And so I think that almost letting go of that need to be right or that need to be competitive in the market really helped me reframe competition and envy and really keep my eyes on my own prize, put my little, what are they, what What did people put on horses? Your blinders? Like on the of their eyes. Blinders. Yeah, my blind, put on my blinders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and keep my eyes on my own work and my own happiness and my own wants and desires. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of that. I think that, um, I think it's all about perception and perspective, like both of those things together. And I think that we can get a little beyond ourselves sometimes when we're looking at the world and what everyone else is doing, but we need to bring it back to ourselves and not even think about everyone else. And I, I love the I love the desert island or deserted island. Hopefully it's not a desert island. That'd be horrible. But deserted island would not be horrible for 
a minute. Um, but I think that putting yourself in that position where you're just sort of in it alone and you're thinking and like even like going home right now, if I go home, like what do I want to go home to? And is it a life where you're working 40 hours a week to have a launch that you may not like may not go off the way you want and you're living this life in the moment where you're totally hustling things out and you're stressed about someone else's vacation and all these things? Or do you want to like go home, have your ideal day, have things go off the way you want them to so that you're hustling things out on terms that you're happy with? I think it's all about perception and perspective and how it is that you're looking at your life and potentially not looking at everyone else's life. One of my favorite things that I heard recently, so I'm a big RuPaul's Drag Race fan, love RuPaul's Drag Race, and um, Bob the Drag Queen won this season, really fantastic man, super hysterical, and one of the things that he was talking about as he was like accepting his crown was, uh, was that you have to focus on what you love about yourself because they're like drag queens all the things super competitive and like how do you deal with the life where you are consistently judged for being who you are and but also wanting to win at this thing and dressing up like a woman and being a clown because Bob the drag queen is hysterical and he says you have to focus on what you love about yourself period. Um, And his thing being like you know if you sit and think about yourself and the thing that you love the most is your teeth then focus on your teeth and figure out a way to make your teeth work for you. Um, And I think this can be like if you're comparing your skills to someone else's skills or your life to someone else's life or whatever it is, take your eyes off of everyone else's prize and think about your, your own life and your own self and your own skills and focus on what it is that you love about that. And then work with that. Um, Because if you are focusing in on that thing, you're not thinking about anyone else. You are simply playing to your strengths to create what it is that you want to create. And I feel like that's just some drag queen wisdom for you right there. Focus on what you love about yourself and nothing else will really matter. Uh, I love that you say that so much because I was thinking about Ideal Day. And what I have found is a lot of the creatives that I coach are in fact living their ideal day on paper, but they're still not super duper happy with their lives. And myself included, like this can happen to all of us, right? And what I found is the case there is that there's not enough gratitude around what you do have. But I love the way that you phrase it as focusing on what you love about yourself versus focusing on what you're grateful for. Because lately I've been finding that focusing on what I should be grateful for sends me into another shame spiral where I'm like, (laughs) everything is so good. Why am I not happy? Right? Right. Whereas if I focus on, okay, here's what I love about myself. I love that I can just hop on a podcast and record something and feel good about it. Right. And if I focus on that, then I'm going to be building my business around a podcast. And this is all stuff that we've done. But um, but I think that it really highlights gratitude or, you know, it shines a light on it in a different way, because that is definitely being grateful is loving yourself. And we've talked about this before, where the most radical thing you can do is love yourself, right? Amen to that. I know. Well, and I, I agree with the gratitude thing. I find myself... I find myself being being very uninventive with my gratitude sometimes. Like in my bullet journal, I try to go in every day and write three things I'm grateful for and like family and food 
and my job. Like those are and like I just sort of cycled through those three things over and over again. I think, well, you can definitely be better than this. Um, but those are obviously the biggest things and the most impactful things. But whenever I do reframe that into what it is that I love about myself or I love about my life, I can come up with so many more things. And it's just a nice little reframe, like coming at it from a different from a different direction. Um, but it sets you up to do have the or have the openness to be grateful for more things that you're probably not thinking of in that context um which just opens you up to being a lot more productive with the gratitude that you do feel so so yes focus on what you love about yourself something else I really like to do whenever whenever I'm falling deep into the trap um is to hang out with someone who loves me and especially someone whose advice is important to me and someone who knows me and especially if it's around something like uh, like my work, like I'm going to hang out with someone who appreciates my work or at least sees, sees, um, the good in the work that I do. So that for me, sometimes it's getting out of your head and like, chatting with someone else's head (laughs) for a minute. Um, because that can be really huge. It's so easy for us to spiral into emotions. Like, Oh, especially that time of the month, ladies. Like I was recently (laughs) there spiraling like a bitch. No kidding. And, um, but like sitting down with David and just sort of talking things out or simply having, having him be nice. Um, or if I needed to talk about work, him, you know, being able to reassure me that what I'm doing is good for me, or if it's friends or even past clients who I can schedule up a call and have them, um, schedule up a call and have them tell me, about what's going on in their business, which shows me the impact that I've made with them or whatever it may be. I think that that talking to someone who loves you, who understands what you do and who understands like what you're good at and is appreciative of that um, will oftentimes take me completely away from comparison and envy and right back into here's what I do great. Here's what I'm going to be accomplishing in the world. Now let's make this shit do. Um, because really, I think all comparison and envy is, is it's a different form of procrastination. Um, what? Right? Think about I've that never for a second. I've thought about that. If you are spending your time all like caught up in comparing yourself to everyone else, you're just procrastinating doing what you're supposed to be doing. Or yeah, or like trying to make excuses why you shouldn't be doing the work. Yeah. That's genius. <laughs> you're welcome. That's incredibly <laughs> insightful. Um, you know, I think that we're lucky that we have the podcast as a platform where people are constantly emailing us and saying thank you. And um but I was recently reading in Tara Moore's book playing big which we had her on the show once about getting into the comparison trap and getting into like the feedback loop whether Mm -hmm. it's good feedback or bad feedback that can be kind of dangerous like relying on feedback and I think especially as creatives who are used to being the straight A students are always getting praise and then relying on that to be happy is huge so definitely check out that chapter in Tara Moore's playing big if you haven't already but um but what I was going to say about that is one of the things that I feel a lot of comparison or envy around or one of those shoulds is my location. I always feel, um, and I go through waves of this, but I always feel somewhat embarrassed about living in Oklahoma, especially during political seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just uh, just physically being here, I'm always feeling a little embarrassment and a little envious of people who live in cooler places or more beautiful places. 
until I get emails from listeners who are like, wow, I can't believe that you're rocking it out from Oklahoma City. That makes me feel like I could rock it out from anywhere also. And so then I'm able to take that thing that I was embarrassed about or often feel comparison or envy around and really twist it into a positive thing. Like, okay, yes, if I can do this from here, I can do it from anywhere. And the fact that I'm giving other creatives permission to do their best job from anywhere they live is so cool. Yeah, well, and that's that's just another example of like flipping it. Like you have a choice whenever looking at someone else's life. You can either be inspired by it or you can be envious of it and like the detrimental kind of envious. And I think that I think that's just a conscious decision you have to make like consistently in your life every day for the rest of your life. Whenever you see something doing something that's potentially cooler than you or living somewhere cooler or whatever it may be um, is just choosing your frame of mind around that thing. Are you going to be jealous? Are you going to or are you going to be inspired by it or simply like. In awe of, like, I think there's nothing wrong with looking at someone's life and simply being like, oh, look at her go, high five, now let me get back to work, which <laughs> which I think is huge. I have something that's a little woo-woo whenever it comes to dealing with feelings of jealousy and envy, but that's at some point I was able to reframe jealousy and comparison into really feeling someone else's success as my own. And whenever I've been able to recognize that we're all connected and that a rising tide lifts all boats, it has really helped me see, okay, that's coming my way too. And so, for example, going back to the promise example. So whenever I learned that Promise Tangemin was able to something like triple her income by going from client work to offering a product, I have felt that initial pang of jealousy and like, ah, oh. and then it helped me see what was possible. And then I decided we're all in it together and that her success is my success. And what's funny is saying this out loud right now, I've realized you and I, Emily, are going from client work to releasing products and we're probably going to be tripling our income because of it, right? right. And so it's like recognizing what it is that I want and celebrating the successes of other people is really almost a way of cultivating feelings of celebrating my own success and then just waiting for it to happen. I agree. So and that sort of brings me to my my like big point about comparison and envy and even that fun little realization a minute ago that it's just another form of procrastination. I think the idea is to not let comparison and envy stop you in your tracks where you are, you know, doing something, you see something and you think, well, shit, and there's no sense in me doing this thing because someone else's life is cooler than mine. Done. Like you just you have to get back to work. You have to consistently like keep in mind what it is that you're working towards. And again, let someone else's life inspire you. Like I will gladly accept the possibility that promised tangements move from client work to um, releasing products is has somehow brought you and I to this place like and thank you promise for doing that like for inspiring (laughs) Kathleen to jump on this ship so we can do it too um because I think that 
I think that that really is the key is like finding inspiration in those things, reframing comparison and envy and jealousy into inspiration. And then you just getting back to work um, on whatever it is that you're creating and be inspired by it. Um, Take the best of what someone else is doing and use that as a lesson for you or take the worst of what they're doing and let that be a lesson like because there's good and bad and everything. Um, But otherwise get to work and create what it is that you're wanting to create for yourself. For me, that comes back to our episode that we did with, I think it was Paul and Jason on New Year's, where we were talking about our New Year's goals for the upcoming year. And this is something I've really learned from Paul Jarvis is to be enjoying the process along the way. And if you're not enjoying the process, it doesn't matter what benchmarks of success you end up hitting, you know, a miserable path will lead to a miserable place, right? So for me, that's like always the goal is for the process to be something that I'm enjoying as I go. Um, And speaking of the process, like part of our process is getting to interview really amazing creatives who are totally rocking it. And I would say one thing that's come out of every single interview we've ever done is that everyone has their struggles, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone is just doing the best they can. And even the most successful people that we've interviewed still struggle with feelings of comparison or envy or scarcity all the human feelings that we all feel. And so there is a certain amount of, not that misery loves company, but a certain amount of, um, I don't know, compassion that comes from knowing that we're, we're not in this alone and that we all struggle with these things. And that's what I love about the boss community is that we've been able to open up these conversations and have them in the open. It's no longer a secret that we feel jealousy or envy or comparison or scarcity or all the things that all the negative feelings that we might feel. Yeah, I agree. I think having a place to share those and like community or hanging out with someone who loves you or whatever, like having another person there to pull you out of the depths of (laughs) wherever you've found yourself um, and helping you helping you pick apart the good parts of things that are coming out of this or to sort of put your feet back on the ground if you're getting, you know, too up in the air with all the things that you want that you don't have yet or whatever it may be, or just talking things out, seeing the flip side. I think I think community and having people that you can trust is such a huge part of getting over comparison and envy. Because I'll also say, like, I really had to sit and think for a minute about what it is that brings up jealousy for me. Because on the daily, I don't think I feel it. Or if I do feel it, I don't pay it any damn attention. Um, Because I'm too busy doing my thing to really have time or want to make time or even think about stopping to be sincerely envious of someone. Um, And it's I know part of that's because I have created such a great system of people around me that um, I know if I'm ever feeling it, I'll just hop on a phone call with Kathleen, bitch about something for a minute, and then we're done. (laughs) Like if it really gets really bad. Um, But on the daily, I don't really feel it. Not in a way that I find detrimental to my process in any way, shape, or form. Um, Sure, those Tulum Instagrams always give me a bit of a twinge, but I just keep on scrolling and I think about that next time I'm going to be booking a trip to Tulum. Um, 
So I think that's a really important thing to think to think about too is is get yourself out of the habit of feeling comparison and envy and jealousy and instead use it as fuel, tap into your community and um and just be the boss that you are. Um bosses don't have time to be <laughs> jealous. <laughs> All right, so my action steps that would come out of this for anyone who is feeling jealousy or envy or maybe isn't feeling jealousy or envy is to one write down on a piece of paper really what it is that you want in your life and what success looks like for you. Two, I would email a fellow boss and tell them what you love about them. Um again, like this goes back to just making the the gratitude pie bigger. So Emily, you talked about um, listing what you love about yourself, but I would say reach out to someone else and tell them what you love about them. I just think it's good karma. Yes. And then uh, what else would I say about, oh, three is interview the most confident person you know. So um, hopefully it's someone that you could get on the phone, but, but email someone that you could get on the phone or via email or over Skype or an in-person coffee chat and interview the most confident person that you know about how they deal with jealousy and comparison and, and how they've been able to reframe that in their lives. Love it. Those are some solid action steps. And otherwise, get back to work. <laughs> don't even, don't, don't even make the time to be, envious or jealous instead give it a little salute high five (laughs) on all the things that whoever is accomplishing and you go accomplish things for yourself don't use jealousy and envy as a way for you to procrastinate reaching your own destination Amen. Amen. All right. And you guys, just a reminder to invite your friends if you want to see the clubhouse full of people that you admire and love and maybe at one point were jealous or envious of. Uh, <laughs> invite no your cat friends. fights going down the clubhouse. No, no. I will kick you out. No cat fights. <laughs> but um, just send your friends to beingboss.club slash clubhouse and they can submit an application to join. This episode of Being Boss was brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. Thank you to FreshBooks for sponsoring us. And you guys can try it for free by going to freshbooks.com slash beingboss. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. Find articles, show notes, and downloads at www.beingboss.club. If you're a creative entrepreneur, freelancer, or a small business owner who is ready to take your goals to the next level, check out the Being Boss Clubhouse, a two-day online retreat followed by a year of community support, monthly masterclasses, book club, secret episodes, and optional in-person retreats. Find more at www.beingboss.club slash clubhouse. Thank you so much to our team and sponsors who make Being Boss possible. Our sound engineer and web developer, Corey Winter. Our editorial director and content manager, Caitlin Brain. Our community manager and social media director, Sharon Lukey. And our bean counter, David Austin. With support from Braid Creative and Indie Shopography. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>